Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company. You know, I have to say that like that, Dr. Andy, because some people using my name out there. Raw Dog Food and Company, uh, where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We start off your Monday morning with Dr. Andy, the snap, crackle, and pop of the podcast. Do you kind of hate that? hate that line snap crackle and pop when they talk about chiropractors nah not at all <laughs> i don't get cracked you get, get cracked yeah, yeah. the joint well no i saw a chiropractic office up here by me it's called the joint and maybe that's a, a franchise i don't know but it's called the joint it is it is yeah that's kind of yeah. a cute name I, 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 I pop myself in there every once in a while there you go. There you go. Hey, I have a question for you. Um, we, we are going to talk about um, what's in your dog's mouth, sort of that region today. But I also wanted to go back to one of the questions that we had uh, in regards to IVDD. Mm-hmm. IVDD. Yeah. Is that IVDD? Okay. Yeah. And uh, so I had someone call. Um And thank you to Casey from San Francisco Raw for referring them out to me. Hey, you guys, if you're in the San Francisco area, go by San Francisco Raw. They don't ship, but they have this amazing place that you can get raw food right there in San Francisco called San Francisco Raw. And Casey is the owner and she's just fabulous. So thank you, Casey. Um, But they called because this particular dog now is 14, Dr. Andy. Um, It's a... Oh, I'm going to have to go back and look at the name of this dog. But it almost looks like a pharaoh dog. It's like a, a, a swaga, a swaga. Um, but anyway, it's a, a, a breed that I had not heard of. I think yeah. I've seen him, but I've not heard of it. Anyway, uh, this particular dog, it's back in went out. Now, I did do all the standard questions. Um, rabies, yes, they've continued to do rabies. But as far as other things like flea and tick and heartworm, and they're in the Texas region, um, this dog seems to be pretty clean, pretty clean, except for, you know, there are, there is the standard kibble and, and some raw going into the dog, but they want to maybe do surgery on this dog. She doesn't want to do it because it's 14 years old. And I said, have you thought about going to a chiropractor first, which she has not. And also Casey did suggest that maybe she do some acupuncture, but, um, Maybe I'll have her give you a buzz, but what, what say you on a 14-year-old dog whose back end is just going out? Um, why not try chiropractic first? Right. <laughs> if your option is surgery on a 14-year-old dog, and it's not just going to surgery, you have to do the MRI first. And the way they work that is they knock the dog out, send it through the MRI, and then they get whisked off to surgery right then and there because they don't want to bring the dog back up and reschedule. Oh, Um, So when you go to the neurologist and you go for that MRI, be prepared for that. 
I have noticed that the neurologists are actually letting people know this more now. There was a time there that they didn't let people know that their plan was to go to surgery. Their plan is always to go to surgery. Now I've had many that, nope, we don't need to do surgery after looking at the MRI. So, but their plan and what they schedule for is always to go to surgery. And the surgery part, you know, everyone worries about the anesthesia. Unless they have some unknown cardiac thing, usually the anesthesia tends to be the easiest part of it. It's the recovery that people tend to not realize how intense it'll be. Oh, it'll be eight weeks. Yeah, it'll be eight weeks of not moving. It'll be eight weeks of getting up in the middle of the night. And, and at 14, can they recover? And at 14, they do have to clear out all that anesthesia that goes through the liver. And the liver's already working real hard at 14. So it's more the recovery and less concern about getting through the surgery. I think they'll get through the surgery, um, but the recovery and how well are they going to recover? And is something else going to come up that's going to impede recovery? I mean, there's so many things. Um, so try chiropractic first. You can go ahead and schedule that MRI. You know, you can go ahead and do that, but do that a few weeks out. Get a few adjustments and see if we can change it. At 14, there's not a lot of muscle mass. There's a lot of degeneration just in general because bodies age that, you know, my conversation with people is, you know, let's try it. It's not going to hurt, but we're 14. If we're four, you yeah, let's try this. There's a good chance they're going to pop up before they need to do that MRI and that surgery. Um, but it, it, it definitely is a different conversation when they're 14. I, I, I don't know that she is going to do uh, the surgery, but she was right. looking at options to reduce that inflammation. Obviously, you got to get off kibble, mm -hmm. get off processed treats, right? That sort of thing. Um, that's the, the saving grace. It, it was sort of a weird uh, thing. Something popped out at me when she was talking. As we know, rabies vaccination can cause what we call rabies mayism, right? And she was talking that this dog started being terrified of noises and storms. We do see that in rabies mayism. I can't say for certain that that's what it is. Um, and, you know, we do have the rebalancer that we can uh, give the dogs. And that will help get some of that heavy metal stuff out. I don't know that that would ever change the situation. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. I, I would like to see... I don't want to see a dog with rabies mayism. Let me phrase it like that. But if I had one and then, you know, went through several rounds of a liver detox and several rounds of the, of the rebalancer, then I would like to see, you know, kind of what's going on there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but anyway, it was a, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing when you see the back end going out, obviously. It's a, it's a really tough thing. And not knowing exactly how big this dog is, there's a lot of nurse care. And I'm talking MRI and surgery because that's pretty much all conventional medicine has to offer as an right. option. That's right. right. It's kind of like that, or you've got to go and do your homework and, and dig and do the acupuncture, do the massage, do the chiropractic, talk to the PT vets. Um, and, and that's going to take a lot of work. And is the 14 year old dog even up for all of that? Those are car rides that's in and out of the car that, I mean, at 14, it just, 
it, it, it just compounds the sad situation. Yeah. Yeah. Very tough. Mm-hmm. All right. So I have another question for you based on um, an article that you sent out this week. Why do you hate tug of war, Dr. Andy? Oh you say God. that their teeth are made for tug of war, but you don't like to see people playing tug of war. What mm-hmm. say you? Those teeth are made for ripping and chewing food, not tug of war. But um, <laughs> true. Okay. So the dog grabs the rope and what do they do? They yank and pull and twist and turn that neck. And I hate it. Hate it. I especially hate it if two dogs play tug of war. If you're going to play tug of war with your dog, you're going to give and you're going to know which way they're moving. You're going to let go if they get a little rough or they try to yank your shoulder out of your um, out of your body. Right. Um, but when two dogs play, they don't care about their opponent. They're taking them out, right? And they're yanking and pulling. And I just, mm. now there is some um, PT out there that if you can get them to kind of pull straight back and engage that rear, they're going to be building some muscle and pulling back there. But in general, I don't play tug of war with my dogs. I know a lot of people do in the agility because that's their reward for running or getting them a little amped up before they go into the ring. And that little bit, you know, as long as you're um, conscious about what, what and how you're doing it is fine. But um, dogs that that is their like main thing and usually end up with neck pain. Well, what about these um, horse balls, the, the big balls that are, that the horses love to play Mm -hmm. with um, jolly balls. Jolly balls. Thank you. Yes. So, and the reason I ask is because my four-year-old Lazi, she loves her jolly ball, and mm-hmm. nobody's playing jolly ball with her. However, that neck is mm-hmm. she is taking that jolly ball and she is you know shaking the snot out of it, shaking the snot snot out of it. What do you think about that? Bad deal. And and, and they're heavy, right? Those jolly balls are heavy. Yeah, they they are when they're inflated. She usually deflates them pretty quick. Oh, okay. However, okay. however, they're still they're still you know uh, heavy duty rubber, and yeah. I've often wonder is she uh, doing something not good with the teeth and then also the neck. Um, I know. <laughs> I, I guess it's possible on the teeth. Absolutely. I, I don't know. But what is it with German shepherds and their jolly balls? I swear. But anyway, I think it's like they're um, killing it. They're like, I'm killing you. Something. Um, that's where you get to be the human and you get to manage that. Maybe it's not an everyday activity. Maybe it's a five minute activity. If they're out there for 45 minutes every single day, it's probably not a good thing. Right. So that's where you get to be the person and go remove the jelly ball. It's also part of being a dog and she loves it. So you want that stimulation in her life. And so if you manage it now, she gets to keep her jolly ball a lot longer. You know, dogs that come in to see me at age nine that chase the ball for 45 minutes to an hour every single day of their life usually get taken off their ball game because it's too much. Yep. She, uh, she does love, she loves any balls. She loves sticks. She loves balls. I mean, even when she chases a stick, she runs and slides. It's that run and slide. I often wonder why God made dogs like he did because they seem to uh, rip those ACLs and have problems. And yet they're they're That's their nature to do that. I mean, they can't sit on the couch all day. If you, if you balance the zigzagging activities or the jolly ball activities with 
a walk, with a run, with running with a bike, with a hiking, that straight activity, you're going to build muscles that are doing the body good. It's just if you're only doing that, let's say zigzag activity, I don't know where even that term came from, but, you know, playing at the dog park, chasing balls, doing Frisbee, and that's it. Um, it it's too much. It's too much. The, the person has to be the grown up, quote unquote, right? Yep. And, and balance it out for them because they won't do it. They're just having too much fun. Yeah. These dogs, they'll just go until they hurt themselves. No doubt about it. Hey, I wanted to ask you this other question. Um, you know, there's this myth out there, Dr. Andy, that people say that dogs' mouths are cleaner than humans. Is that true or is that false? I, I guess it's false. I guess we are equally dirty. We are equally dirty. I like that term. <laughs> we are equally full of bacteria in our microbiome. Does it mean that all the bacteria are going to um, cause problems or make you sick? But it is bacteria laden. Our mouths, well, any microbiome is. I believe we are more bacteria than we are cells. Something like that. It's some outrageous. Um, number. So I can't imagine it's any different for our dogs. But in this article that, that you wrote, that you sent out, you said dog saliva does show to have antimicrobial. There it is. There it's go. always where you, you put it. the syllable, right? The antimicrobial yep. and the antibacterial properties. And so that may be why people think that yeah. a dog's mouth is cleaner than a human's, but research says, yeah, that's not actually the case. And mm -hmm. that humans can have an allergy to dog saliva, but right. um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I've never heard of anybody having an allergy to dog saliva. I have heard of people, believe it or not, who have been feeding kibble say, I'm totally allergic to dogs. For some reason or another, they've got a dog in their life, they switch over to raw and they don't have those allergic issues anymore. Now, yeah. I think that has more to do with uh, that, that yeast, uh, all of that stuff that's coming out of the skin and maybe even the dander. What do you think causes someone to not be allergic anymore? Oh, it's, it's the reduction. Well, in the shedding, it's the reduction in the dander. And I bet it does clean up the saliva. Um, I, I tell people all the time, you have an allergy to a dog or a cat, go raw. It'll handle 80, 90% of it, especially cats and cats. People are allergic to the saliva and that's, and, and the dander and, and all their cleaning that they, then the people touch. Um, and once you clear up their GI by feeding them a, a species appropriate carnivore diet, cause they're obligate, obligate carnivores. Oh my gosh. People that. People come into my house that are like, they see the cat tree in my office because they bring their dog, right? And they're like, you have cats? I'm like, yeah. They're like, why am I not dying? I go, because they're raw fed. Um, and people can be in my house. I mean, they're not going to go up and hug them, right? That's not <laughs> recommended. Um, but yeah, I, it, I think it is partly that saliva, partly the dander. Um, yeah, you know, we've all smelled kibble fed dogs, like that dog smell. Mm -hmm. which goes away when you change to a raw diet. So all of that impacts how people are allergic to their animals. Go you raw. Know, It'll clear it up. You know, you could pose Dr. Andy as a psychic. 
you could pose as a psychic and say, my, my spidey senses are telling me that you're a kibble fed dog, <laughs> right? Because they don't know that we can see it and we can smell it because they're very different dogs, right? You could pose yeah. as a psychic and then put out some very positive information for the day. Like you're going to, you know, have this wonderful day and just put that in people's heads. I mean, you could yeah. be a conduit. I guess if, I guess if somebody wants to pay you and you're giving right. them great positive stuff, that's not all bad. No, nope. And if they're just validating what you already know, that sometimes makes people so happy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. So going back to what's in your dog's mouth, I get this question or the statement, I should say. I get this statement a lot. Um, I'm fearful of the bones that are in the blend because my dog doesn't chew. And I say, that is correct. What, why, why, how is the dog's mouth created and why can't they chew, Dr. Andy? Well, they can, but it's not designed. They are designed to just grab, technically rip it off of a animal, right? Or a kill or away from the other dog that grabs something out of the trash, like whatever, um, and just gulp it down. They're not designed to chew. I think it's funny when there is a dog that is in my office chewing their food. Um, it, it's not to say that some of these dogs eat so fast you need to slow them down, but to expect them to chew their food um, is craziness. So Lazi eats her food in three seconds flat. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. If that was a kibble-fed dog, I'd be worried. And why? Because number one, I mean, think about these, these hard, dry pellets Okay, people don't ever think about this, Dr. Andy, that in a kibble fed dog, typically they're just right and they're just mm -hmm. going to suck all those kibble down and they're dry. But yep. but then I get a pet parent who has a blend with real bone in it that's tiny, tiny, even but let's just say even if you found a bone that was as big as your, you know, fingernail. Yeah. Okay, big deal. They're gonna. They're going to swallow that. Dogs don't have hinge jaw. There's no way that they're going to move those side to side like a cow or like us. They're they they can't do it. Their their teeth aren't designed that way. And neither are their jaws. But I always find that funny. That there's no fear about sucking down dry kibble, but there is this fear of gulping raw food with a raw bone. Right. Yeah. No. Um... They're going to gulp either one of them, right? And with the raw food, you're going to get the amount of protein that they actually need to start the digestion in the stomach. Because that's what the body's really reading. It's reading what ends up in the stomach. It knows. The body's very smart. And when protein hits the stomach, the body's like, ooh, we know this is what we're supposed to start with. We're supposed to start with protein. And it releases pepsinogen and HCL and it digests the protein and the stomach acid drops. And from there, it's also going to handle all of those bones, even those little ground up bones, or maybe not so little of a bone if you, you know, they gulp down a small chicken neck, but that's a really soft bone. So that's easy, generally speaking. And then from there, the, the fat digestion and the carbohydrate digestion actually takes place more in the small intestine with different enzymes. But this gulping is why they don't have any amylase. There's no reason to have amylase in their mouth to help digest the carbohydrates, which is your kibble, because 
the food's not in the mouth long, right? It, it, it just, yeah, they, they're drooling, they swallow, and the rest of the digestion really takes place in the rest of the body. Um, but if they happen to crunch a couple of those hard little balls and they get stuck on their teeth, they also don't have amylase to help remove that. It's just going to sit there and rot on the teeth. Yeah, it and make their breath stinky. Stinky, yes. stinky. And yes. that we don't see that dogs need to have their teeth cleaned as often when they're oh. on raw food. They're, you know, I'm, I know Dr. Jasek, she's a big fan of um, teeth cleaning and deep mm -hmm. cleaning, right? Yes. I, yes. however, am not. But again, I always say this is why, because I've had a bad experience where my dachshund, like your Torchy, died mm -hmm. on the table getting his teeth mm -hmm. clean. So, yeah you know, everything in life has to do with your belief and your experience. So I'm not, yep. I'm not pushing people away from getting their teeth clean. Where do you stand on your, uh, you have five dogs, seven, five, how many? I do. You have a lot. <laughs> I have a lot. You have a lot. Where have do you stand? Two cats. There you go. Seven um, animals. So back in the day, I was so excited when all the anesthesia free teeth cleaning came on the scene. So mm -hmm. excited oh yes, this will handle it. This will be great. And I soon learned that that is not true. Um, it's fine. And if your dog can handle it, great. But what I tell people is it will not necessarily get you out of having to do a deep cleaning at some point because they cannot see under that gum line. And if you're going to knock your dog out for a dental, you better get x-rays. There's no point in doing that if you don't get the x-rays with them, because we, that's what we want to see is below the gum line. Mm. Um, and, and you can't do that with the anesthesia free and you, you have to knock them out to do it. So if you're going to knock them out, get the x-rays. Most vets do that now. There's very few that will bother to do that without x-rays. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It, it's been fascinating to watch the dental part of veterinary medicine from the from the outside, right? And how all these pet parents are brushing teeth and all these pet parents are doing all these chews and all these pet parents are doing all this stuff and they're still going in for dentals every year. Usually kibble fed pet parents. Mm -hmm. And so our food sources are going down. So the kibble quality is going down. And I don't think we're making any headway on dental care, um, no matter how much people brush their dog's teeth. Um, and I do do dentals. I've, I've done dentals on my cats last year. They were eight or they were seven at the time, somewhat, something like that. Um, I'm going to get Crosby in, even though he's raw fed, you should see his molars in the back. They're beautiful. But his canines up front, just the way he is designed in his mouth, it's full of tartar. And I've tried picking at it. He's, he's a miserable patient for that. Um, and so I need someone to get in there and clean that out. And he's going to be seven. Okay. That, I think that's reasonable. Um, maybe we don't ever do another one. My little dogs, they go in all the time. Little dog mouths. They don't chew on as many things. Getting in there to brush is a joke. Um, you know, Molly Brown's got pretty rotten teeth, even though she's raw fed her entire life, but her mouth is, she's six pounds. She's so tiny. And so it, it really depends. And so I think genetics pay a, play a big part, big part in teeth and how good their teeth are.
Yeah, you know, I think that for those front canines, right, you have to have a bone that is designed for rip shredding and tearing. The, the, the bone that really works for that is a bison neck bone. Now, bison neck bones are big. Um, even mm-hmm. if you get the smallest ones, they're big and they're one long, hard bone. But there's enough meat on them that the dogs are going to grab they're going to rip, shred, and tear. And that is really the only way that you're going to get those front canines, right? Think about it. If a dog's going to chew on a bone, for a lack of a better word, they're going to put it in the back of the teeth, right? Mm-hmm. So those front canines are never going to get it. Now, for the cats, I think that you would have to do something like a duck head, you know, that they can mm-hmm. tear apart with those front teeth, if they would do that or put them in a cage with some live birds and let them <laughs> that's that's there a very go. that's a terrible thought isn't it but but you know i mean seriously that's that's how they would hunt and if you watch these cats how do you think they're taking the head off of yeah. a squirrel or a rabbit right, right. so so oh, yeah. that that's a tough one, but it, you know, what's very interesting. And, and you wrote about this in, and your uh, email that you sent out, you were talking about cavities. Why don't our animals get cavities? Isn't that funny? Is it because they don't is, eat sugar, actually, but kibble dogs do eat sugar. But. Well, they, they do eat sugar. And I, it's so funny. When I came across this. I'm like, God, we never talk about cavities in dogs, right? It's not in the conversation they've got this tooth is broken and that tooth is cracked and they've got periodontal disease and red gums and they've got tartar, but we never talk about cavities. So it's just fascinating, right? And here it it simply could be their saliva is a little more alkaline and they don't have, because they have pointy teeth and you mentioned it, they don't have the sliding jaw, they have interlocking teeth. So their jaw does not go side to side. Um, so those teeth are more pointy. There's not even all the little holes for food to sit in. It seems to sit on like the sides of it. And we we see a lot more damage on the side rather than like inside, right? Our cavities are usually like in the middle of our teeth, not necessarily on the side. So it's just it's just fascinating how different mouths work for different species. You were talking about when a dog sniffs in the air and their mouth begins to chatter, or I've seen this down at the warehouse where Mick, our, uh, our manager, he is a German shepherd. Who's a, uh, who's a male. Okay. And then you've got my two females and his mm-hmm. teeth will chatter when he, you know, mm-hmm. is sniffing at them. What's going on with that chattering? <laughs> They're just trying to get all the good smells in. <laughs> um, yeah. My Doberman will do that occasionally. I call it chuffing almost. It's, it's, and it's more, I think, common in the male dogs with other dog smells, other male dogs, female, you know, females. And they just want to get all of that up into that amygdala, you know, the chattering. Sometimes you get some drooling or foaming, especially out of unaltered males, if they're really into a smell, into a girl. Yeah. And we have all this too. It's just a lot of it's probably, they're just more, they're, they're more reflexive. They're more, you know, more, they're not as refined as humans. So we've lost a lot of these reflexes that the dogs still have. Well, I've often wondered about pets that have pet parents that smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 
And I'll have some people that have dogs that are coughing a lot. And, you know, they will say, well, I go outside and I smoke. And I'm like, yeah, but when you come back in, you're still carrying that, you know, with you because I can smell someone that smokes because I don't smoke. Right. So I can smell, um, I mean, today I've, I've got painters here and they, they, some of them were smoking out in the driveway and it's just like, they might as well have been standing beside me because that's how strong it is. So I always right. wonder about the dogs. What are they taking in from perfumes? Yeah. Those for the, the little plug-in, um, Febreze. Oh yeah. That was those, that that's down at their level and it's up their nose and it's, well, it's probably one of the most toxic things you can have in your home period. Um, and people don't realize it because it smells nice, but it's horrifically toxic for you and your animals. Yeah. Get rid of, get rid of the plugins. Well, what about a, even perfumes though, yes. Dr. Andy? I mean, perfumes yeah. that people put on, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in those and you're hugging on your dog or maybe even the, the dryer sheets. Yes. My husband sheets. will freak out if there are any kind of smells, you know, like my mom, God love her. Her laundry always smells good. Right. It does mm -hmm. smell good. But my husband's like, ah, oh, I can't, I can't take it. No smells. Yeah. That's how I am. I, I can't handle it. it. Everything is scent free. I can't handle it. It's somebody in the, you know, grocery store aisle that's got like downy on or the gain or whatever. I'm like, I gotta go. I can't handle it. Me and Rick should hang out. Well, and Mike Adams, uh, the health ranger, you know, he does a lot of testing of foods and testing of products. And he's like, that stuff is toxic. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. don't, don't, do it. don't do it. Um, when I started dating my now husband, Sean, I went over to his house. I don't know, date three, four, whatever it was. Right. And I literally told him, you want to see me again? You've got to throw out all these plugins. <laughs> he had them all over the house. I'm like, I won't be back. <laughs> Good for you. So they, they, they went away. <laughs> what was he trying to cover, Andy? What was he trying to cover up? I'm wondering. I don't think anything. He's just a little OCD and you know, it smells nice. It's actually been an ongoing argument. Most of our 15 years together is the, the sense versus the no sense. And um, I've been winning and now he can hardly handle it when we do run into anything. Yeah, we don't, we don't do candles. We do. And you've seen in my office, we do the diffusers with yeah. um, essential oils. Yeah. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Well, before we go, I have to ask you about what were some exciting questions, some cool questions that you got on your YouTube live that you do every Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Denver time? Did you have any late people come in that were like not used to the time zone? Yeah, yeah. People popped in and out and there were some great questions. Um, Neely was there to be supportive, which is awesome. And she's going to be our special guest host on November 1st and the 8th. So um, full dose of Neely Piazza, like awesomeness. I'm so excited. Um, and again, with, with the kitty questions. <laughs> again so with funny. the kitty. Oh, somebody's leading you down the cat track. I know. I'm like, um, kitties are different and I only know so much, but okay. Um, this gal was wondering how to support her kitty's gut because he got a shot of um, antibiotics. And so we sent her over, I say we, because Neely knew that um, Adored Beast has a new product for cats. They have a new Felix's Flora. They sure do. Probiotic for, for kitties. So we sent her over there to add that. She was already raw fed. Um, we had a fun little discussion about informed consent because the vet gave the kitty the shot of antibiotics without letting mom know first. 
Yeah. But what do you do about that other than rip their head off? Right. There, you, you can't undo it. it. It's so frustrating and then helpless for the pet parents, right? You can't undo it. And so I have a rabbit hole that I want to go down because I mentioned this. I'm like, well, I think it's better that it got a shot because it bypassed the gut. And then, of course, Neely's like, well, is it? And I'm like, you know what? It's a really good question. We need to find out if we're just spewing another lie because we've heard it somewhere, right? All these lies that get perpetuated. So I'm going to look into that. I'll be back with that. Because I don't see, know the answer to that. If to you, see if an antibiotic uh, in a shot form versus yeah. an antibiotic in a pill form makes a difference in the gut. Yeah. That's and a really good question. I was talking yesterday with um, with someone and we were talking about when there's a recall on lettuce because there's E. coli on lettuce. Do, do, do you hear people say, don't ever eat lettuce again. Never, ever put lettuce in your house. Don't eat lettuce in the restaurants. Don't eat a salad. Do you hear that? And yet how many times have we had a recall on lettuce? A lot. And the narrative is eat more plants. Eat your lettuce. Eat, eat that E. coli. <laughs> you know, just like, mm. come on. If we really... Pay attention. And it, is, and it usually is the salad or the lettuce if you get food poisoning. <laughs> it wasn't the steak that you had next to it or the chicken. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, and Dr. Paul Saladino would say, just don't eat it. Um, yeah, just don't eat it. Yeah, just don't eat it. But that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> All right. So you are going to be on YouTube Live tomorrow and you go to YouTube and you head over to Dr. Andy's world. That's my channel. So, and if you do me a huge favor of liking it and putting on the notifications, I will love you forever. Invite your friends, let them know. They can bring all their questions. I will do my best with the cat questions um, and we'll talk about raw feeding and usually poop and how to, you know, alter some stuff if you're struggling a little bit or how to get started. There you go. There you go. Hey, by the way, did you happen to see my email that went out from Adored Beast where you could come? The smoothie? The, the human smoothie. Yes, the human smoothie. I did. Have you tried it yet? Uh, I, I do all those things, not from Adored Beast, but I, I'm, I don't do orange juice. I have to figure out what to put it in. Vodka is fine. Just okay. throw it in and vodka be okay. fine. Okay. No, but it's, it is gut soothe. It's phytoplankton and liver tonic. And if you guys want that, um, if you want that smoothie recipe, just send me an email over at info at raw dog food and co.com. I'll be glad to give that to you, but I am going to give it a try because they say it's great. They have, well. they're super healthy and. Yeah. You know? No, it looked, it was fascinating. I thought, it, I, I thought it was awesome. I'm like, of course we can do this too. Right. And we should be doing it. All right, everybody, you can uh, go over to drandysworld.com tomorrow night at YouTube. <laughs> I, I have to read it. I swear there's too many emails. And then um, if you would like to sign up for a proper canine diet consultation, you can go to animalmagiccare.com. Thank you. I got that one right. Animalmagiccare.com. And if worse goes to worse, you just look up Dr. Andy, A-N-D-I, Dr. Andy, chiropractor, and you'll find her. She's yeah. there. She's out there. I'm here. 
you're there. Get your dog on a species appropriate diet. That is the first thing you guys got to do. You really got to get them off all the crappy treats. Okay. You've crappy treats, crappy treats, crappy treats. Okay. My mother came for the weekend. Yeah. She literally brought 10 different bags of treats. No. What did you do? I, 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 I cried a little and some of them were bright red. I'm like, could you, could, and then some were okay, but I'm like, no wonder your dog is fat and no wonder he has diarrhea his entire life. Okay. Let me, I'm just going to, I'm just going to pose this question. How come we, how come we can tell our boyfriends and our husbands, get that out of your house or I'm never going to see you again. When our moms (laughs) come to town or we go to our mom, we can't, we can't, we just can't say, we just can't. I know. (laughs) <laughs> I think you revert back to 12 or something. I don't know, but it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck on that one, Dr. Andy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you could sneak down there, have one of your creatures in your uh, ultra spooky oh. house, uh, sneak down there and take those treats and dump them in the trash. It's hard to watch when you know you can whip it in the shape. <laughs> Yikes. It's so hard to watch. It is anyway, very hard to watch. We, we okay. were saying goodbye. Sorry. Yes, yes. No, it's fine. <laughs> Get your dog on a species-appropriate diet. We've got your bones. We've got your treats. We've got your food. We've got your parts like duck heads. Yes, we do. And we also have amazing supplements. Get over to rawdogfoodandco.com where your pet's health is our business and we're friends. Don't let friends feed kibble. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com, where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Just snap.